there. You are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. I am Dr. Nicole Rivera and I am here with Melissa. We work side by side here at Integrative Wellness Group. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that I think is really off the radar when it comes to medical diagnosis. And it's something that we are seeing, unfortunately, more and more frequently in our practice. And it really ties back to this epidemic of brain fog, dementia, Alzheimer's, and just generally feeling foggy. You know, I think most of us can relate to some capacity of feeling feeling foggy, not feeling clear, not feeling like we can concentrate maybe as well as we used to, or even just feeling like our uh, short-term memory is not as good as it used to be. You know, just forgetting where our keys are and making those silly mistakes on a day-to-day. And one of the biggest things that we're going to touch on today is this topic of atherosclerosis. Some of you may have heard of this term in reference to cardiovascular disease, but I want to just quickly go into, you know, what does atherosclerosis even mean? And we're going to tie it back to how this can be playing a role in our daily cognitive function. So Melissa, can you just elaborate a little bit further on, you know, atherosclerosis or even arterial sclerosis and like, what does this mean? And, you know, what does that translate to in traditional medicine? Okay, so one de- definition I found um, a for arthrosclerosis um, comes from two Greek words, uh, athero meaning gruel or pace, and sclerosis means hardness. So it, it's a term that describes the changes in appearance of arterial walls as plaque accumulates and their elasticity and flexibility is lost. So in in Western medicine and what I've seen in hospitals is usually uh, it gets to the point where... Um, Patients come into the hospital and their um, arteries, specifically their carotid arteries, are sometimes 60 to 90% clogged. Usually we do a carotid Doppler test or a CT scan or an MRI and it will show that there is some hardening or clogging the arteries, but then we're really left to um, using statins. statin drugs or anti-cholesterol drugs to um, help, but there's really no explanation of why this is happening. Well, I think it's really interesting that, you know, what you're saying is when somebody is coming in and maybe they're being evaluated and we're, you know, the doctor is thinking, oh, there might be something cardiovascular going on or some level of heart disease, the testing that's being done is for the carotid arteries, which is located in the neck. So that's just so interesting because what we're talking about today is how this type of arterial sclerosis or atherosclerosis which is the placking of our vascular system can actually be now playing a role in our brain so if we think about the proximity of the neck to the brain they're very close proximity Mm -hmm. so it kind of allows us to understand that 
the lack of blood supply to the brain can be altered by the clogging of these carotid arteries, which are located in the neck. But what I find so interesting is that in the industry, in cardiology, you know, in cardiology, really, they're the only ones uh, scanning and evaluating for the atherosclerosis. You're not really going to a neurologist and having them evaluate for that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's so compartmentalized um, the way they treat it. um, And it's usually a cardiologist. um, And then there's not really any kind of, um, I guess, modalities that they use that would like help or I guess get to the root cause of what is going on. Like why is the brain um, filling with this hardness or this plaque? Well, and I think that's really what we're here to do is to kind of explain this. So number one is not many people are talking about this. And most physicians, it's completely completely off their radar. We just have very specialized testing that we do here at Integrative Wellness Group that we have the ability to see when there is specific things going on in the brain, number one, but then also being able to understand the mechanism of what's going on that's causing the patient's symptoms. And something that we are seeing is that there is this hardening of the arteries of the cerebrum, uh, which is the brain essentially. And what's happening here is we have this cascade that's happening. We're having this snowball effect that happens over time. And what I mean by that is when somebody's body is developing this atherosclerosis and some people, maybe this is truly cardiovascular, maybe it truly is affecting the, you know, the arteries of the heart, or maybe it's truly affecting, you know, some of the other aspects of their cardiovascular system. So why would other people have this specifically affecting their brain? And, you know, with us working together, we're often seeing and also inquiring through our history, a whole array of information that has to do with different things associated with the head and neck. So some of the biggest things that we ask about is dental work. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with dental work, we kind of assume that everything is super safe. But at the end of the day, everything from your cleanings to your fluoride treatments to your fillings in your teeth all have levels of toxicity associated with them. So the more toxicity you're exposed to through what you get uh, or through the dental work, that's actually going to then get into your glands and also get into the lymph nodes of your head and neck, which is now going to create a lot of stress on the vascular system of the head and neck in addition to that. So we have this lymph congestion that's happening, number one, from, say, the chemicals from dental work, but then we're also seeing congestion in these lymph nodes because of strep, Mm -hmm. because of sinus infections, because of even low-grade sinus congestion. Uh, In addition to that, we're also seeing people that get different types of infections in their eyes, all of these infections will then also get into the lymph nodes and start to negatively impact how the blood is flowing in and out of the head. Yes. So, um, and I think that you mentioned a little bit was um, chemicals or environmental toxins too that that we're absorbing, like heavy metals. So we're seeing a lot of that when we do the bioresonance machine. Um, We're seeing that influence in people's limbs, which is 
eventually making its way up to their brain. And then kind of tying back to what you said in the beginning, speaking of symptoms that you're having, like the, the headaches, the brain fog, the memory recall, um, I think that leads its way to this, um, this vascular dementia that you also mentioned as well. Like I think it's really um, like eventually making its way to this manifestation of, of dementia, of like um, word recall, memory, brain fog, all that. So that's what And I think what's important for people to understand is that when we think of dementia and Alzheimer's, like this takes a very, very, very mm-hmm. long time to manifest. Yeah. It, it is years upon years. And I think that we live in this model right now that, you know, we're kind of like, oh, time's a ticking. Is it going to happen to me or not? And or we have it in the family history. So we're just like, oh, I'm kind of doomed and this is eventually going to be my fate. And we're not taking into consideration that there are things that we could be doing or preventing in order to take some of the stress off of the lymph nodes and the vascular system of the head and neck. So when we're dealing with, you know, lymph nodes, just to really clarify, like what I'm even talking about is the way that I explain lymph nodes to people is the only time you're aware of them is when you're sick because they get swollen and usually your neck hurts and, you know, your throat feels really swollen and you don't want to eat anything because, you know, your glands hurt. But you can actually have things congested in the lymph nodes over the long term. So this is very typical in people that don't sweat. Uh, congested lymph nodes can also be an indicator for why someone has neck pain. And even though maybe they go to a chiropractor or a physical therapist, they're not actually seeing much change from it because it's actually inflammation in the lymph nodes. And like you said, headaches, migraines, even occasional headaches or sinus headaches or sinus infections, those are all indicators that there is massive congestion that's happening in this area. So, you know, one of the other things that you made me think of, Melissa, is we're talking about, you know, toxins. And one of the biggest things that affects our sinuses and our respiratory systems is also mold exposure. And we've done many podcasts on this for those of you that want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into understanding it because mold is a very complex topic in itself. But when you're dealing with mold exposure and it's a repeated exposure because maybe you're working in it or you're living in it, then this is something that you are literally breathing in and it is completely saturating the lymph nodes of your head and neck because it's airborne. So we're dealing with this lifetime snowball effect of maybe you had a lot of strep as a kid, maybe you had a lot of ear infections as an infant, and then you got into your teens and maybe you got mono. And then we got a bunch of dental work because we had cavities and we put a bunch of silver fillings in and then we realized, oh, those are bad. And then we took the silver fillings out, not safely because you do have to take them out safely. And we got them replaced with the white fillings. Uh, And then on top of that, maybe, you know, we then moved into an apartment that was moldy. So though that cascade, some of you might be like, oh, crap. (laughs) Uh, But that cascade is when you can look back and be like, wow, my memory isn't the best. And I do have trouble remembering people's names. And, you know, I have trouble getting my words out or I keep forgetting where my keys are. But in our society, we normalize that. We say, oh, you're getting older. 
if I have to hear one more person in their 30s tell me that they can't remember anything, but it's okay because they're getting old, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> we can't accept this. We can't just, you know, say this is the norm because it's really not. Just because everybody else around you is forgetful doesn't mean that it's normal. Yeah. So how are we figuring this out? So like, how are we uh, different than this hospital model that you used to work in, Melissa? So I think what you've been like really touching on a lot is that we really focus on detoxing first, really getting to the root of what this is. It's we're getting overloaded by all these environmental toxins and infections and everything like that. And what we really do is we get to the root of the lymph that's congested um, and we detox the lymphatic system in different ways. We do it through biomechanically, through the bioresonance machine. Um, we use our spa services, our, our foot and hand baths and our sauna. Um, we even use chiropractic um, to mobilize that tissue and help it to drain better. Um, I've seen a lot of our chiropractors use different modalities to like help that neck, head and neck lymph. Um, so we just have I mean, even our bioscan, there's so many services that we use to really detox the, the, the brain and kind of take that pressure. It almost feels like this hypertension, this tension in the head and neck, and it's kind of just congested and clogged up in there. And then we really go in and use all of our services to really drain it out. Like mm -hmm. it's something that doesn't need to stay there. Um, whereas the other model maybe that a cardiologist might use is um, doing um, a statin medication like a Lipitor, um, Crestor, a Crestor um, antiplatelet, anti-cholesterol, and then maybe suggesting a low cholesterol diet, um, which um, I, they don't really guide you through. I know we have a full nutrition plan too um, that deals with lymphatic drainage and detoxing um, the different organs um, and brain health, even the supplements we take. Um, so that's not really getting to, uh, the lymph drainage, the, the, like the actual kind of issue that's going on. The statins are really not going to resolve that. And they could have long-term effects on your body if you're taking them for a long time. Well, I think something that's really important is that there is a lot of modalities that you can utilize in order to resolve some of this congestion or even this um you know inflammation that is happening in the lymph nodes but every single thing that we do in order to treat the patient is actually tested so we're never actually doing any modalities that are not appropriate for the patient so when we are first doing our analysis in order to even decipher if this is a problem for the patient uh, one of the things that we're doing is we're obviously running very, very specific markers in the blood to see if there is infla inflammation, inflammatory markers. Uh, we're looking to uh, look at the integrity of the connective tissue because connective tissue is the basis of how your or what your vascular system is made of. So we're really looking at a variety of different blood markers. We're looking to see if this patient has mold toxicity. We're looking to see if they have strep infections. Uh, nasal infections, we do nasal swabs. So we're overall looking at the infectious and the toxic load that could be affecting the brain. And then uh, the bioresonance scanning that Melissa has mentioned a few times, 
This is probably one of our most unique technologies because it's actually bringing physics into medicine. Most of our medicine in the U.S. is primarily based on chemistry. And I do personally feel that if you strictly rely on chemistry with medicine, you will miss you'll miss a lot um, and you could potentially improperly diagnose. So we definitely work to bridge the gap between physics and chemistry when we are diagnosing our patients. Uh, so with the bioresonance scanning, it's actually using uh, frequencies uh, as the baseline measurement of how it's analyzing not only the tissues of the body, but it's also analyzing the DNA and it also can measure for associated infections and toxins in that tissue. So when we are looking at someone's brain, we're able to see if there is inflammation. We're also able to see if there is atherosclerosis using this technology. And then in addition to that, if we do find that there is uh, a negative impact from atherosclerosis or arteriosclerosis in the brain, or there is inflammation, after we take them through a very regimented process to remove that inflammation and also break down the placking, we actually will do uh, something called a QEEG, which is a brain map. Uh, because no matter what, when you, when you get to the point that the blood supply to the brain is altered or the lymph, uh, the lymph nodes are congested around the brain, you are going to change the pathways of your brain. And sometimes the change in those pathways is going to result in anxiety or depression or uh, memory loss and a variety of other things. So when you actually map out the brain to see what's overfiring, what's underfiring, you're able to then take them through a neurofeedback process in order to rebalance the brain and resolve any of those behavioral changes that happened for the negative. So it's a very, very strategic process that we take people through. And in addition to what Melissa said is we are going to use very state-of-the-art ways of helping people to detox, helping to use infrared technology to regenerate the neurons of the brain, uh, in addition to some of the drainage mechanisms that will actually get the lymph nodes in the head and neck working again. So there are various tools that exist in order to recover from this type of process, or I would say pathology, so just know that if you do resonate with those symptoms of you know having tremendous fog, feeling like your brain is just not working like it used to, that there is answers, but there is also solutions. And um, that's really what we strive to do here at IWG is to provide that clarity. Um, you know, we're kind of known for uh, creating clarity around mystery symptoms at this point. I feel like that should be our, our new mantra. Um, but you know, we love what we do because we can, we have the technology in place in order to give people those answers, which I think is huge. Uh, definitely. Um, and I think it's, um, it's just refreshing to be, uh, kind of have the example of being a part of one environment and now in a new environment and really getting to the root of, um, different pathologies and disease and what's really going on. And, um, I think at IWG, um, we kind of do a really thorough job um, to really get to the bottom of something like the disease like atherosclerosis. And I think uh, one of the things I wanted to, to present as well is just a very interesting story. Um, you know, within the past few months, we've had a patient who's come in and she's had very specific complaints about her thyroid. She technically has also had a thyroid diagnosis. And... 
through uh, the testing that we did with her here at IWG, uh, we obviously tested the thyroid, but anytime you're dealing with an endocrine hormonal issue, which thyroid falls in that category, we want to evaluate, you know, the the organs that also will interact with the thyroid. So we're really looking to see, you know, how are the adrenals functioning? How is the reproductive organs functioning? But in addition, how is the brain functioning? Because the brain is the control center for your entire endocrine system, so thyroid included. So in the event that we were doing our testing, we found a lot of issues in the brain and the primary pathology in the brain was actually the atherosclerosis. And what was a very interesting thing is that this patient's mother was diagnosed with vascular dementia. So there is definitely a, a disposition, a genetic predisposition that existed there, but there was many components of the lifestyle over many years that contributed to this full manifestation. But I think the most interesting component to this was that there was hypoplasia of the hypothalamus because of the lack of blood supply to the brain. And pretty much what that means is there was a shrinking of the hypothalamus gland. And the hypothalamus is the direct part of the brain that connects and uh, communicates with the thyroid. So the treatment of this patient's thyroid was not successful because of the fact that there was a brain problem. The brain was the source, the brain was the root. So in addressing the root cause, there has been a tremendous change in the patient without ever directly addressing the thyroid. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that too. And um, through the bioresonance technology, um, we typically work on the endocrine system. We select the hypothalamus, but um, another organ that's related to is also the adrenals. Um, so that's uh, the control centers. Um, the adrenals uh, secrete cortisol, um, which has to do with our daily stress. So we may be feeling like, oh, it's just normal, like you were mentioning before, like, oh, it's just this normal stress I'm always feeling. But it's our brain most might be compromised, and that we're, that's why we're feeling this, this um, like in that what they call fight or flight response all the time because our hypothalamus and our brain might be compromised and really stressing out our adrenals, which are, are correlated with the thyroid as well. Um, and that's kind of going back to the anxiety and depression, which you, you talked about before too. So it's kind of all really just tied into these, these mystery symptoms that you thought you had really going back mm -hmm. to the brain. And I think it's safe to say that we live in a society right now that um, I think the statistic is one in eight women are on, are going to be diagnosed with a thyroid condition. That is like an astounding statistic. So we're just, we're living in this world that we are treating, we're treating downstream We're we're, we're not treating the cause we're treating mm -hmm. the effect. And that is why, you know, women are on, they're told they're going to be on thyroid medication forever. Well, if you're actually fixing the root cause, why would you be on the medication forever? And I think it's, I, you know, I want to empower people to think outside the box and to challenge that and say, okay, well, if we're actually doing the best that we can for my body and we're actually figuring out the root cause, why would I ever have to be on any medication long term? Because at the end of the day, the medication is just going to be fixing an effect. You know, if you've had a thyroid surgery or a thyroid removal, that's a little bit different of a story. But, um, you know, if you're just deemed to have a low functioning thyroid, it's times for you to figure out why. Mm 
Um, so thank you so much for everyone listening. Uh, for those of you that are really resonating with this podcast, uh, definitely jump on a free strategy call with our client services team. They're really fantastic at getting to know you and understanding a little bit more about your case. And then from there, obviously being able to advise on you know your best next steps with us at IWG. Um, but for those of you just interested in some of the technologies that we talked about, uh, jump on our website, integrativewellnessgroup.com. We have a lot of information about the bioresonance scanning. We have lots of information about some of our detox services and just overall how we function here at IWG. Um, so we thank you so much and we look forward to uh, talking with you next week. Thanks, everyone.